What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Approach Yourself podcast. I am your host, Emily. Today is a Q&A, y'all. Today is a Q&A, but first, let's, let's catch up a little bit. So it's December. It's December, y'all. I don't know. I get so weird around this time of year um, because I just, I think we all do when we look back and see like, okay, what did I do this year? And some of us are excited and stoked to do even more next year. And some of us are a little more disappointed or we're like, man, what did I do? Like, did I even accomplish anything? And it's not a good feeling because I felt that many years, many, many years, like even like before I started my business, I really didn't have any goals. And that's when I found true happiness was when I started setting goals for myself. When I started my business, I actually had something to work towards and to work on and improve and grow. So I really feel like that is what makes us happy. And it's not like you have to strive to like do so much. It's about finding fulfillment in things that make you happy and make you feel like you're growing and you feel good about. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You don't have to build a multi-billion dollar company, be the CEO. Like you don't have to do that. You have to define what you enjoy out of life. What is important to you? If what is important to you is, you know, financial freedom, you want to spend more time with your family, maybe make like $250,000 a year and not be so sucked into your business, then cool. If you want to go like balls to the freaking wall and hire a bunch of employees and build the most amazing business ever, be groundbreaking and take over the world, you can do that too. But it's not for everyone, right? You have to define what you want but you still have to grow in some way because I really feel like when we're working towards a goal, we find happiness. It feels good to accomplish things. So I'm rambling yet again. I just wanted to kind of go off for a minute. I was supposed to catch you guys up on my life, but then I started thinking about how we only have one month left and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I always want to be improving and it makes me happy, but do you find what works for you? Find your happy, peaceful medium and go with that. Okay. All right. Let's get into this Q and A. We've got a lot of questions to go over. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, The Salty Wax Bar on Instagram asked, are you running ads for your digital content to gain sales? If so, how and where? No, I do not do any ads. Uh, The only ad I ever ran was for my t-shirt business and it was a $40 ad. And that was the only time I ever did ads was for my t-shirts. And I can't say that it worked because I didn't know what I was doing. I even bought like a course a while back on how to do Facebook ads and it still went right over my head. If I ever do them, I probably will hire somebody, but I've also heard negative things about certain ad agencies and like that they just spent and lost all these people's money. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you make organic content on Instagram and you are posting at least five times a day, five times a day, oh my God, five times a week, you can make so much money just from creating organic content. You don't have to pay for ads. Not 
in the beginning or even ever if you don't want to. I know plenty of super successful businesses online that never run ads. And I don't think it's like a badge of honor to say like, oh, I never paid for any ads because you can, if done properly, 10x your income from ads if you do it the right way. I just haven't figured that out yet. Um, so that's that's my answer for that. No ads as of right now. Okay, Lauren Klaus asked, how much does it cost for beginning and upkeep of your digital content business? Okay, so for digital products, I wanted to make a reel about this because it is actually pretty comical with how little it takes, like how little overhead it takes to run a digital product business. Wow. I don't know why it took me so many words to say that, but yeah. Okay. So let's think about it. We've got stand store. That's my hosting platform that I use, um, to host my digital products. It's like a little, um, mini website, like, but you just link it in your Instagram and it takes you straight to that page or it takes your customer straight to your like quote unquote website where it has all of your digital products and they can buy it right then and there. So that's stand store. And I believe they're $29.99 a month. So that's to host your digital product. I also pay for pro Canva, which I haven't, I can't remember when I paid for that, but I'm pretty sure it's $9.99 a month. Correct me if I'm wrong. So we're at 40 bucks a month between those two. What else? And then obviously I have my uh, CPA and bookkeeping fees that I pay um, my accountant to take care of my taxes for me, but that's going to differ differ between your accountant and my accountant. And we've got insurance. So again, that's going to differ between your insurance policy and mine. So that's another expense. And then I also just recently added on Notch. I think it's Get Notch or Notch on Instagram. They, um, you pay them every month. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine a month or twenty six ninety nine a month, and they protect you from um, hackers. Like if someone were to hack your account, they work endlessly to get your account back and they pay you for all the days that you don't have your account. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I just recently got that. I'm really trying to think of what else. I think that's it, you guys. Um, it's really not that much. It's pretty crazy because this business is all digital, so you don't have inventory, you don't have a warehouse, you don't have, you know, like all these overhead costs, electric bills and this and that from your warehouse, like employees. Nope. It's just you and your digital product that you took time to make. So the time is the biggest investment. Honestly, when I was making my first digital product, it took me well over a month to make. And that was working on it hours a day, every single day, because I obsessed about it. And I just had ideas flooding to me. And then I had to fix things. I had to keep going over and over and over. So I would say time is the biggest investment. But total with everything, let me add that up. So we've got $29.99 plus $26.99 plus $9.99 for Canva. I don't know how much I pay for insurance, but let's just say, God, how much would it be a month? I'm not too sure on that. So let's just say total everything is like under $200 a month to run a business. 
Is that not like insane? That's pretty beautiful in my opinion. So yeah, not a lot of overhead costs, you guys. It's very easy to get into. Just start. Literally just begin, okay? Oh, I forgot about my Flowdesk. Flowdesk is my email service and that is like $20 or $30 a month. I don't even know if it's $20 a month, you guys. It's not that expensive. But yeah, email, email marketing and your host is like your stand store hosting site is like probably the most. Okay, let's read another question. Um, Alana Lex asked, how did you find an artist to draw your design? So we are going to t-shirts now. So every single method I've used to get artists uh, for my t-shirt designs is in my t-shirt business blueprint. But how I got my first artist, I will tell you guys, she um, is a tattoo artist. And I actually went to her to get a tattoo. And as I'm laying there, like in pain, I'm just thinking, and I'm like, dang, I wonder if she would draw me up a design because I loved her style. It was like the traditional tattoo art that I love uh, or traditional tattoo style that I love. And I asked her and she was so game. And it was really cool because that was my first experience working. Well, no, it was my second because I had my artist do my logo. But this was the first time I worked with an artist in person where she like came over and was showing me things on her computer. And she's like, we could do this. And like, it was really cool to work in person. That is not always going to be the case because everyone else I've ever worked with was online. But if you can find a tattoo artist that's willing to um, create a commercial piece of art for you that you can use to resell and make t-shirts with, go for it. Some might be really, really uh, pricey. Some may not. You can also find apprentices. She was actually an apprentice at the time. So she was just trying to get her art out there. And it was a win-win for both of us. I think I paid her like 300 bucks for the design and it was insane. I did one, two, I did Wax Till I Die with her, Shed the Dead and um, uh, Pre-Book Priestess. So I did three designs with her and they were flawless each time. It was amazing. So yeah, there's artists everywhere. It really doesn't matter. You just have to contact them and just communicate with them, ask them what their rates are and yeah. Okay, next question... I land in said, I'm just really doubting that I have anything to teach or value that people will want to spend money on. Okay. The first question I always ask people is what do people always ask you advice for? What is something that you have an expertise in? And if you don't have an expertise in anything or you don't feel confident teaching anything, then then don't teach anything. Like that's just the honest to God truth. Like if you don't feel confident teaching, then we can't do this business. Then this business is not for you. You have to take something that you have personally overcome, that you have personally experienced, that you can teach other people with such confidence because you've been through it. You did it yourself. You might've been in it for years. Like you have the confidence because you achieved it. I can't say this with enough like urgency. You have to have done it. Okay. When I created my t-shirt business blueprint, it flowed. It every day, I'm telling you, I spent hours on this thing every single day 
It was really just me getting everything organized in a logical order, in a teachable manner that like made sense. You know what I mean? But all of the the substance of the PDF guide itself was a piece of cake because I lived it for two and a half years. I learned like all the like do's and all the don'ts of creating your own t-shirt line. I did so many different methods. I've done it all and I've made countless mistakes. So I was able to cut out all the fluff, put it in a deliverable, easy to digest PDF guide and teach people what I knew. I I didn't hold back. Like I gave everything. If you buy my t-shirt business blueprint, you will be able to make a t-shirt tomorrow. Like you have everything you need to create a t-shirt tomorrow. Well, you have to work with a graphic designer first, but you know what I'm saying? Like you will have everything you need. And that's why it has been so successful. That's why I've sold over 450 copies of it because it's helped so many people and it's so easy to use. So in a long-winded answer, if you're doubting yourself with your inability to teach anything, then maybe you need to take some time to gain experience in a niche that you enjoy. Um, But I really believe that everyone does have something. Like we all have something. We've all worked jobs. We've all been in certain industries that we could teach people. You could teach someone how to get in the bartending industry. You could teach people how to get a job at a high-end restaurant. Like there's so many things that we can teach, but it has to be something that you're confident in. So if you're struggling with that, really take the time to ask yourself certain questions like, what am I really good in? What can I talk about all day, every day? What is something I'm obsessed with and lights me up inside? And what is something that I've been through personally myself that I can help someone else get from A to B in? So that is my answer for that question, Landon. I hope that helps. Okay, next question. Uh, Inktuitive Studio asks, hi, why did you create an ebook and not an online course? Everyone is doing courses. Yeah, so courses are more high ticket, right? Courses range anywhere from, you know, two, $300 to $5,000, whatever. Um, of course, one day I would love to make a course and it's definitely on my radar because, yeah, you don't have to sell as many to make the same amount of money. And oftentimes you end up putting in the same amount of work. I have, I spent so long working on both of my digital products. It consumed my entire life, but I wanted to offer something that was super affordable for people. And I was kind of just getting my feet wet with education. Like I've never done this before. I've never created something um, that helped people, that helped teach someone how to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm, I just wanted to get my feet wet and it grew my confidence so much in myself, seeing the results that people were getting and getting the feedback from them. Like it brought tears to my eyes. And when I got my first like four or five testimonials from people, I was sobbing because I'm like, oh my God, that's all I wanted. I created this thing. I was so scared to put it out and people enjoyed it and people got something from it. And so, yeah, of course, I would love to make a higher ticket course one day. I just decided to go with low ticket because I wanted to kind of, I don't know, get dabble in the industry first before I kind of went all in because courses are a big deal. Like you're asking, you know, a thousand bucks for, 
you know, a super in-depth course. And that's when it gets really scary for me. I'm like, I really want to deliver results and I want to make sure that it is packed with value. So definitely on my radar for 2024, it's going to take me a hot minute to make. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on the list. So yeah, I just wanted to start small and then work my way up. Okay. Shut wax bar. Why are you so cool? Sarah, you're just a goober. She's just a goob. I love her. Um, let's see. Myra, the sugar guru said, do you schedule your post or just post spontaneously? What do you use to schedule your posts? If so, um, I don't schedule my posts. I know some people do. They use, what is it called? Later. I'm pretty sure that's the one that works with Instagram. Don't quote me though, because I, I'm not a hundred percent, but I have thought about doing that, but I, I don't know. I am a very spontaneous poster. I try to post, um, every day in the morning. So I'll do like, like I just posted about an hour ago, not even an hour ago. And it's nine o'clock right now. I usually post around 1030 to 11 o'clock, 10 to 11. That's like where I found the sweet spot. Um, but yeah, it's spontaneous, you guys. And yeah, it's good to plan. I'm just not that type. I think that's very type A for people. But recently, I have been pre-writing out my captions because my captions have become very long and I'm trying to get better at writing them out ahead of time so that I don't stress out when I go to post a reel because that's what takes the longest. And I'm trying to, you know, communicate even more through the captions and I don't want it to feel rushed. So I have been writing those out. Uh, The other day when I went to the coffee shop, I wrote out like five separate captions and it took a lot out of me because I'm not very good at writing. And I don't want to say that because I want to get better, but I have some improvements to do with like writing and yeah. English was never my strong suit in school. So I'm working on that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And then Myra asked another question. She asked, what do you film your content with? Does that little mic actually work or is it for show? Yes, the little mic works. Yes, it does. Um, I love that little mic. It's probably the lowest quality mic on Amazon, but it was only like 25 bucks. Um, And I love it because it does help people hear you just a little bit better. It's a little clearer, but there are other mics out there like the Rode mics and those are like two, 300 bucks. Eventually I'd love to get one of those because, you know, they're just higher quality, clip it to your shirt and people could literally hear like every sound that comes out of your mouth. So I definitely want to upgrade and get one of those. And then she asked, what do you film your content with? I just use my iPhone. Um... Let me give you guys my settings if that helps. Let me pause this so I can get my settings. Okay, so when I'm recording videos, I have it on 4K at 60 frames per second. And then I turned off the HDR video because I heard that that like makes it not nice. I don't really know. And then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, when I um, record a video, I always turn the... Um, oh my God, the exposure down just a little bit. And you can do that easily by while you're like holding your camera up and you're about to video, click on the screen and you'll see that little sunshine 
um, marker and then drag your finger up or down and it'll either um, like, oh my God, increase your exposure or decrease your exposure. And yeah, I find that if you just decrease the exposure just a little bit, it kind of crisps things up a little bit. It makes it a little more crispy. So just a little bit, don't make it too dark, but yeah, just on the good old iPhone. I do sometimes create videos with my DSLR, um, and I have a Canon EOS R. It's the mirrorless one. It's amazing. I love it. I don't always have it on me or with me. Um, but there are some reels that I filmed with it and it's just, so, it's so beautiful. I just don't always do that because I don't know, it's way, it takes so much more time to set up the camera. Then I have to take all the images and videos from the camera, put it on my computer, then send it to my phone and edit it. And it's just, it's way more time consuming. Um, but yeah, good old iPhone, use the back camera. Don't use the front. Um, yeah. So you guys, I went through all the questions. I thought that was going to take me a lot longer than it did, but here we are. Um, you guys, I really just want to hone in on like everyone's doubts recently about not doubts recently, but I've been getting a lot of messages on Instagram about how people are feeling doubtful or like, I don't want to come off too salesy. And I just want you to know if you create a product that can help someone, you should not worry about being salesy. Like how many emails a day do you get from your favorite brands like Fabletics or Skims or this or that? They email you like four freaking times a day. And do you hate them? No, you love them. You're like, I can't always buy you every time I get an email, but you enjoy what they send you. You enjoy their products. So you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if you are delivering value, if you are helping your ideal client and they are your ideal client, they're not going to feel like you're selling to them because you are providing value. You are serving them. If you are selling them a piece of shit, that's why you're not feeling so good about selling because you're not confident in your own product. So first create a product that's packed with value that will help somebody achieve a specific outcome that will help them get from A to B. Once you are confident in your product, you will have no problem talking about it because you know the results it will deliver. You know it will change their life. You know it will help them. So you don't feel skeezy about talking about it. I just talked about this in a real um, I posted this morning. Think about when you get, when you buy a product, okay, and you are obsessed with it. Think about the Stanley Cup. I don't know. Everyone's obsessed with this freaking Stanley Cup, right? You love the color. You love how much liquid you can fit in the Stanley Cup. It makes you drink more water. You feel more fit. You feel more productive. You're a baddie because of that freaking Stanley Cup. And it's cute. And it fits in your car. It won't spill over in the car. Are you going to tell your friend all that? No, you're just going to be like, this is the cutest fucking cup ever. I love this cup. It's just for a million bajillion reasons trust me, trust you are selling this cup because of how it makes you feel. You're selling the outcome and how this freaking cup makes you feel. I cannot believe I just used a Stanley cup as a, um, example, but you get what I'm saying, right? 
Uh, the example I used in my reel was about going to Sephora or Ulta and you find the most beautiful foundation you've ever found in your life. And you're telling your friend about it. I will have no pores. I feel so snatched. I feel so beautiful the most even skin tone. It doesn't feel cakey. I don't even feel like I'm wearing anything. I feel like the baddest bitch in the world when I wear this foundation. Your friend's going to go fucking buy it. Your friend's going to go buy it immediately because your conviction and your confidence and your energy behind that product is insane. And she's like, wow, I want to feel like that. I want that. That's sales right there. That is sales. You're selling the feeling. You're selling the dream. And if you have a product that can deliver that, then freaking talk about it. Talk about it. That's all. I hope you guys have a beautiful (laughs) and blessed day. Hit me up in the DMs if you have any questions on Instagram at Uproot Yourself. And I will link my digital freedom formula in the bio down below, along with my t-shirt business blueprint. If you guys want to start a side hustle, like let's go. 2024 is here in just a few weeks. And we're trying to make moves. We're trying to make more money. We're trying to help people and we're trying to grow. Okay. I love you guys. And I will talk to you in my next episode.